0: Odyssey Sports presents big time baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former Major Leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. Uh,
1: we'll see how that shakes. Let's let's move to as we move into the second half of the season. Where obviously Juan Soto is going to be a factor, whether he's moved or not. His name is going to be mentioned. But let's talk about some of the some of the guys that could be on the move uh, come. This deadline, because clearly with the two extra uh, playoff spots, uh, there are going to be a lot more teams who feel like they're in it. And we saw this in the 2020 season, right? When we had the the pandemic season, there's going to be a lot more teams in it that feel like uh, they're going to be willing to take a risk. And some, I know the Padres uh, could be one of those teams on the list, aren't going to be afraid of rentals this, com- this time around.
0: <laughs> no, the Padres are not afraid of much. They're they are quite a gambling <laughs> team. So give them credit. I love them. Uh, you know, they put out amazing, amazing effort uh, considering they don't have that revenue of the Yankees or the Mets or the Dodgers or teams like that. But give them credit. So, yeah, they're certainly going to be in there pitching. And, you know, I think it, the vast majority of teams are going to be buyers based on yeah. this new rule where you got six teams in each division who are going to make the playoffs. And it looks like... You probably have to be above 500 to make it, but maybe not that much above 500. So there are a lot of teams who are thinking, you know what, we can hang in there. We might be able to make it, and they may go for it. And there are not that many sellers. So a clear seller's market where the sellers are going to get big, big prices for for guys. And, uh, you know, even before Soto, there were, there were certainly more hitters on the market than pitchers. That pitchers market is weak right now. The pitchers market very weak, but the hitters market, even without Soto, not terrible. You got Josh Bell, you've got CJ Crone, you know Mancini potentially, but Baltimore is doing well. You've yeah. got Contreras, you've got Benintendi, maybe Nelson Cruz. Um, you know you've got some decent hitters out there. I think most, most or all of them are going to get moved, and uh, so I mean it should be interesting, even beyond Soto. But I mean, Soto is the star; he was a star last night. He is the star of the trade market as well. Let, let's let's
1: put aside actual names, but how about team? Who do you think? Who do you think the teams that are going to be the most active come come deadline?
0: Well, your team is always among the most active. The Padres. I mean, they're you know AJ Preller in there. He's a gambler. He wants to do stuff. You know. I, I think that there's just going to be an enormous number of teams trying to do things. So, um, you know, Seattle is a team that has not been in the playoffs. Now they've won 14 games in a row. Jerry DePoto's the GM who makes a ton of trades. Anyway, yeah. here is their opportunity to get in for the first time since 2001. Unbelievable. So I could see Seattle. I could see um, certainly San Diego. But there are a lot of teams that are – right? Like on the cusp of the playoffs, like, are we in, are we out? Are we going to make it? Teams that we expected in some cases to be in it. I think St. Louis is a team that expected to be in it. You know, it's kind of nervous time for them. Philly's a team that hoped to be in it. They're kind of right on the borderline. San Francisco, yeah. people speculated on whether they may sell. I don't think so. You know, they're, they're in it to win it as well. So you, you certainly, uh, a lot of division races are close. Maybe the Yankees are pulling away. Maybe Houston is pulling away. But certainly, you know, in the Central divisions with Milwaukee, St. Louis, White Sox, Twins, uh, Guardians, they're all involved. So you know, you got probably two thirds of the teams that are involved right now. So <laughs> I know it's weird, right?
1: It's super weird. And listen, I think if if you're in the AL Central, whatever moves you're making are are strictly to win the Central because it's. It's going to be an uphill yeah. climb to catch any of the American League East teams that are currently in the wild card position as well as the Mariners who are are 9 they've won, what, 13 14 straight going yep, into the break? 14 14, 14, yep. 14 straight and there's still 9 games uh out of first place cuz that's how well Houston has played um mm-hmm. you know this during the course of the year. Uh let's wrap up the first half what, what were your what were some of your takeaways from from the first half of the, of the season
0: yeah I mean I think the teams that we expected to be great we're, we're pretty darn good you know um, the Dodgers are really good the Astros are really good the Mets are good even better than we thought the Yankees really much better than we thought I mean we thought they'd be a good team but not like this I mean they look like for a while that they were threatening the uh, you know the 1998. 114 win Yankees still may get there may have to rally a bit to do it now but uh, they have really had a spectacular first half and then we saw some surprise teams really rallying in Seattle we mentioned Baltimore came on strong at the end I mean that AL East is amazing at the beginning of the year we both praised the NL West as the best division AL East certainly by the end looks like the best division I think yeah. I'm kind of with you uh, that's where the action is going to be. Second half, all five teams are pretty good at least or much better than that. Um, you know, Toronto, Tampa, Boston, all pretty good. I think Boston's a bit of a disappointment, but, uh, you know, we, we've seen, I, I, I don't want to say it's been predictable, but you know, if I go back and look at my playoff teams, I, I think I'm probably 10 out of 12 right now, maybe even 11. Yeah. You know, the teams that we thought were going to be good are very, very good.
1: Um, A couple teams that have not lived up to expectation. I want to start with the the Blue Jays because they obviously have already fired their manager, Charlie Montoya. Um, What do you think exactly went wrong there? Because I saw some comments from from uh, Bichette that kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit in terms of him agreeing with the move. Did he just lose the clubhouse? What happened there?
0: Yeah, I, I didn't see him as the problem at all. I think their bullpen is, is not strong other than um, Jordan Romano, who's an all star. It is interesting. They have six all stars and they fired their manager. Um, mm. You know, I, I didn't see him as the problem. And I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, the fact that Bichette came out and said what he said, <clears throat> I, you know, I like it when guys attach their name. I didn't like a couple of comments like, you know, this that Matoyo should have been harder on us or something like that. I mean, you know, come out and put your name on that if you're going to say that. And, right. you know, why would you say somebody should be harder on us? You should be a self-starter. If you're in the major league level, you're very talented and you're obviously motivated to get there. You have to be a determined person. I don't know. I thought that's a bizarre comment to think somebody should have been tougher on me, you know, to be, yeah. for me to get motivated. I didn't love that part. Um, the chat putting his name on it, I like that better. You know, Toronto's had injuries. They had an injury to Ryu. Um, Barrios obviously hasn't lived up to what, you know, his capability is. Um, And, you know, I think their bullpen, frankly, just isn't good enough. So I think they definitely have issues. I didn't see Montoya as the issue. I guess we'll see in the second half, whether um, Schneider will change things and improve things. Certainly they're in a tough division. You know, that's, you know, they know that going in, but, uh, you know, it's fair to say they've underachieved, but I think we were caught off guard by that firing. I, I, I didn't think that Charlie Montoya was the issue there.
1: Yeah, no, I think everybody was caught by it. The other team that uh, has been disappointing this year is the White Sox, although they've, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10, and because they're in a central, they're still in it. They're only three games out, but 46-46, and 46, I don't think anybody saw that coming at the beginning of the year.
0: No, I, I thought they were the biggest favorite of any division, <clears throat> maybe along with the Dodgers, Um, so it is a shocker that they're doing like this. I will say this. They've had some underperformance by some key guys. Uh, Grandal has not performed like you'd expect. Moncada, uh, Lance Lynn, who started out with the injury, Giolito. So you take those four guys. If they did their normal performance, they'd be in a much better position. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people are pointing at Tony La Russa. Obviously, that was an interesting choice at the time and they've underperformed. I do think Jerry Reinsdorf will be sticking with La Russa. We shall see. But he's a loyal guy. He's one of his best friends. I don't see that changing. But they are only three games out, and they're on a bit of a hot streak at 7 out of 10, as you said.
1: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I know we we touched on Is Is there another player out there that you expect, like without a doubt, because Soto's is is, I would say it's less than fifty fifty. Is my guess of him being moved before the deadline. But is there a guy that comes to mind that you think is there's no doubt he's going to be moved at the deadline?
0: Well, I think some of the some of those hitters are uh, unquestionably going to be moved. Contreras, who we spoke to here at the All Star game, and uh, wants to stay has not been offered a long-term deal, and he's a free agent in two months. So I'm sure that Wilson Contreras is going to be traded somewhere, whether he's a catcher or a DH somewhere else. Um, You know, he's going to help somebody. Um, I do think some of these hitters are are very, very likely to be traded. Nelson Cruz will be traded. Josh Bell will be traded. Um, On the hitting front, on the pitching front, it it is a tough one. It is clearly a seller's market in terms of pitchers. I do this... uh, trade bait power rankings uh, uh, that we do uh, for the New York Post. And, uh, you know, I've always had Montas up there because the A's have mm, been a yeah. seller. But he, he's got to get out on the mound and, and show people what he can do at this point. Uh, he has been out and uh, he's going to be scheduled to pitch coming up. And if he performs, um, they'll be able to make a trade for him. But the key pitcher right now, I think the key starting pitcher uh, is Luis Castillo. He uh, mm. does have a year to go, so Cincinnati doesn't have to trade him. But, you know, we see what kind of a seller Cincinnati has been. Uh, it's pretty clear that he's going to get traded, and certainly the Dodgers and the Yankees are in there pitching. No pun intended. You've got the Blue Jays who lost Ryu, as we talked about. Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of teams that are going to look at Castillo. But on the pitching front, he's the number one guy, but, uh, you know, he does have a year to go. Uh, you know, hopefully. The pitching front is, is is really, really shallow. I mean, Jose uh, Jose Quintana with the Pirates uh, is one of the better pitchers available. I mean, he's really under the radar at this point. You know, at one point he was traded for, what was it, Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease, who should be an yeah. all-star. And now he's so far under the radar, but uh, the Pirates are going to get a, quite an overpay on, on Jose Quintana, I'm sure.
1: Now let's. We just recently had the Major League Baseball draft, and I want to get into the specifics of the draft. But one of the kind of undercurrents that uh, I think has been off the radar, because it's kind of been a it was it was a rough spot during during that lockout. One of the things that broke the lockout or allowed the lockout to end was the fact that they pushed this MLB draft portion of negotiations till now. And that deadline is coming up. The sides seem to be very far apart. Are you hearing anything on that front in terms of this international draft uh, that, has, uh, that, almost, that almost stopped the season from happening?
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they delayed negotiation on it, and they're still talking about it. I certainly hope that they have an international draft. There's just too much corruption that goes on, and um, I think it's time that we do have the international draft and if, if they do get the international draft, the deal is going to be, because MLB wants the international draft, uh, that that qualifying offer and the compensation for free agents that's been a, a troublesome issue for yeah. agents and free agents for years uh, would go away. So it would behoove, I think, the players and the union to, to, to work this out. You know, I, I understand why uh, they've enjoyed – uh, the freedom of being able to sign anywhere the international stars I'm talking about but you know at this point they've watered down the prices so much that it might as well just be a draft as long as the slots are fair you know at one point like uh, Moncada, did he sign for 26 million dollars or something like that or 52 million right, he got half right. of it I can't remember exactly but there were guys that signing like they were real free agents and then it, through the negotiation, You know, teams are now limited to around four to six million dollars to spend total on the entire pool of international free agents. So with that in mind, they can do slots just like they do in the regular draft for the international players and make it fair and, and have them get the same outlay of money or even more and just eliminate all the corruption. So it makes sense. Um, you know, there's some people on the player side who don't like it. They like the freedom, but I I hope they get it done because uh, I think we need to get rid of that corruption that goes on um, internationally.
1: All right, John, we've we've gotten the the kind of uh, the negotiations of the international draft, uh, got a kind of handle on that. But let's talk about the draft in itself. There are two things that stood out to me. Uh, First thing is the sons of former big leaguers are riddled all up and down this draft so far. But the second thing that stood out to me is something that I know Major League Baseball and guys like myself have, have been trying to uh, um, aid in, in the change. And uh, there were a lot of black ball players taken in the first 15, play, 15 picks of this draft. And that's not something you see often. And it kind of, I don't know if it puts to bed the notion that uh, young young black kids aren't playing the game of baseball, but this was uh, this was eye popping to see so many of them uh, taken not in just in the draft, but in the first round.
0: Yeah, I mean that was great to see. That's something baseball's really been working on lately, and you know, certainly they have the RBI program, right. and uh, they're they're working hard on it. Uh, you know, obviously at one time, um, it, you know, you were obviously aware as Tony Gwynn Jr. There were so many great black players not just your father but going back to when i was a child and you had frank robinson and garen and willie mays and uh, you know they'd like to get back to that era where the great black athletes are playing baseball instead of football or basketball or soccer or what what have you and it was great to see and we have some black all-stars here as well and buxton and some others come to mind so um that was that was great to see and I thought it was interesting to see the sons of the players. And I know you were were a major league player and your father a Hall of Famer. But to see Matt Holliday's son, Jackson Holliday, go one. And then to see Andrew Jones' son, Drew Jones, go two. And then, of course, Carl Crawford's son, Justin Crawford, went to the Phillies in the middle of the first round. Um, You know, certainly it's an advantage. You have the genetics, the athletic ability, and you have your father guiding you. Well, what was it like I, go, I gotta ask you what was it like for you when the draft came around
1: well it was a lot different hey I mean I found out on a computer that I got drafted <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> they, they didn't have the, the the big showcase like it like they do now but um, certainly there's a reason why you continue to see former ball players sons get drafted and and that's that's because they've been exposed to it at such an early age they're around it pretty much their their entire lives if they're they're fortunate enough to, to, to get a chance to see their dad play and, and you're seeing that you're seeing it you see it every year but this year seems to pop out a little bit more because uh, at least for me because these are guys that I've played against I competed with uh, against and now you see in that next generation come um, it, it is pretty special but the one name in that draft who who's not a, a son of a former big leader that i think uh surprised a ton of people by going as early as he did was, was was kumar Kumar rocker uh if you remember he was a high pick in last year's draft the Mets did not sign him they did not like the way his medicals look supposedly uh the Rangers didn't have any such uh any such issues though huh?
0: <laughs> Well, and I don't know about that. I mean, he's going to be signing here for 5.2 million. So he did better than he if the Mets had paid him a slot last year, which was 4.7 million. They didn't make him any offer. That's what they thought of his medicals. But you know, they were yeah. able to work it out, and that's great for Kumar Rocker. I mean, it's always you know sad when you see these things happen. Remember from your down your way, the pitcher Brady Aiken, and he, something came up on his medical, and then Houston and. Um, his agent had difficulty working it out. Then he ended up going the next year, and it was, again, a pretty high pick, and he hasn't made it. And it turned out that medical did show something was wrong, and I think that's what's really prevented him from becoming a major leaguer. Now, in the case of Kumar Rocker, I mean, he was an incredible college pitcher at Vanderbilt, which is, you know, if not the number one program in in college baseball, it's certainly near the top. And, um, you know, uh, certainly the record shows that he's been great. Uh, he's been asymptomatic, but apparently something on that picture that they take when they do the medical evaluations doesn't look perfect. And, you know, that's probably why he only got only, in quotes, 5.2 million. But <laughs> it's nice to see him get picked third and make up the money that he lost and it, it work out nicely for him and you're right he is not the son of a big leaguer and not many people know this he's actually the son of an nfl player tracy rocker i don't know if you remember him i think he was a linebacker i'm not an nfl expert but apparently he was a pretty good player so he did have the genes going for him yeah but didn't have the upbringing that you had or jackson holiday or drew jones around you know the ballpark all the time as a, as a little child he was around the football field
1: yeah, it clearly didn't matter cuz not often are you drafted in the first round twice. So
0: oh, So yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so, so, <laughs> so clearly it clearly whatever whatever he's got going for him has worked well. Uh listen, I we I, we've covered it pretty much all from the first half to the All-Star break to who's going to get traded. Obviously tonight will be the uh Major League Baseball All-Star game in Los Angeles It'd be a lot of fun. We'll do this again next week uh, on Big Time Baseball. Make sure you download uh, the Odyssey Sports app, and you can get Big Time Baseball there or wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, and leave a nice little comment, if you will. Until next time, for John Hammond, Tony Gwynn Jr., we'll see you.